you ever had any questions about the Bible that you just couldn't get a solid answer for? Perhaps someone gave you answers, but they were confusing or not biblical. You tuned in at the right time and place to find real answers from God's Word, the Bible. You can call us right now with your questions at 472-1111 or in the CNMI at 323-1113. Be sure to turn your radio down when you call. Live from Guam, join us now for Straight from the Bible with Pastor Louis Moffness. Hello and good afternoon. Welcome to another time of Straight from the Bible. We're so glad that you have joined us today. And I would like to invite you to please join us for prayer as we begin today's program. Heavenly Lord, we are so um, thankful to you that we can get answers from you straight from the Bible. We ask that your Holy Spirit will come and be our teacher. Please come and guide us into all truth as you promised. Lift Jesus up for us so that we may see the truth in him. Please be with us here at the studios of Joy FM and also for our listening friends on Guam and in the CNMI and wherever we may be heard. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. Well, my name is Pastor Louis Moffness, and I would like to welcome uh, Elder Francis Bellares. I'm very glad that you're here, Elder Francis. Thanks for coming and joining us today. Happy to be here, Pastor. Very excited. <laughs> <laughs> well, as soon as we get your mics working. Uh, oh, I don't see anything here. And so, <laughs> anyways, but uh, as soon as we get uh, you plugged in, we are going. I would like to uh, say that he's an elder of the of the uh, Seventh-day Adventist, Agani Heights Seventh-day Adventist Church. And and uh, he is also an able, uh, an able counselor and also a, a person who uh, also gives uh, Bible studies. And I'm very glad that he's here to help me. Now, if you would like to uh, be with us in, uh, if you would like to be with us and ask your questions, I would like to ask that you please dial these numbers, 472-1111, 472-1111. That's if you are calling from Guam. If you're calling from the CNMI, the beautiful islands of Saipan, Tinian, or Rota, then please dial 323-1113, 323-1113. Excellent. Okay, and uh, if you would like to WhatsApp us, you may do that as well. And this is free from the CNMI as well. It's 671-686-9999. Again, that's 671-686-9999. And if you would like to email us, then use this address, B-I-B-L-E at joyfmradio.net. Once more, that's Bible at joyfmradio.net. Visit us on Facebook. Go to Joy, I'm sorry, Facebook.com forward slash Joy FM Radio, Facebook.com forward slash Joy FM Radio, and go to our live streaming, and you'll be able to see what Elder Francis looks like. You also see me, but you've seen me before so many times. Um, but in the yeah. comment sections below, you can leave your question there, and we'll see it immediately, and we will uh, strive to find a Bible verse uh, to answer your question. Now, if you're listening to this at any other time besides Monday from 5 to 6, then you're listening to a rebroadcast. You can still contact Joy FM, of course, but your answer from the Bible will come the following live uh, program, Monday. So thank you very much for um, being with us. And so we want you to get our lines ringing. Our operators are standing by. 
Scott and Rose Trina are, are over there. They're ready to take your call. Our mm-hmm. lines are open. Please join us. Elder Francis, we know that uh, this week is uh, pretty much uh, the week that's leading up to the holiday season, and it's a wonderful yes. time of year. Uh, but the the first of those holidays is something that a lot of Christians have questions about, and that is the holiday of Halloween. That's right. And so that's uh, there's a lot of things surrounding that, a lot of candy, a lot of sugar. <laughs> Well, costumes and things like that. There are things called uh, dri- drive-by <laughs> trick-or-treating. <laughs> drive-by trick-or-treating, uh, or I don't know how they're doing it. So, but I suppose yeah. what really concerns us might be some of the imagery and practices that are usually common beyond the candy beyond the, and the, candy, yes, yeah, beyond yes. the festivity type of things. Um, yes. uh, it's usually during this time that uh, if when you start going to malls and stores, you start seeing... Well, you know, decorations regarding things that are, yes. bla- you know, w- without without any doubt, they are yes. occult. As well as online, you also have TV. Sure, uh, sure. You, you go to movies, commercials. TV. Yeah, about this time they start cartoons really pushing all these type of things. Yeah, even in uh, children's children's programming, you see it. Yes, and so there are a lot of Christians who wonder, you know. As a Christian, should we should we follow these things? And um, what does the Bible say about um, things like witchcraft or vampirism, uh, coming back from the dead like zombies, things like that? Right. And so, ghosts. great question. Yeah, yes. ghosts and goblins, and you know, uh, can uh, being able to speak to the dead and things like that. Is there a way we can look at the history of Halloween? Like, when did Halloween first come about? <laughs> what was the reason of all this? Wasn't, that, it, wasn't it uh, like a celebration? It was a yeah. It, the original name was Samhain, and it was it it did not originate in Christianity, and it doesn't it doesn't uh, profess to have anything to do with Christianity today. Um, but it did come from uh, ancient uh, pagan um, practices around the Celtic area, if I'm not mistaken. That's just a, a loose history of it. But yes, it did come from witchcraft and druidism, which basically talks about, um, uh, you know, uh, looking at the adoring and worshiping the spirits of nature and things like that. And also witchcraft, uh, which is categorically, you know, all about uh, sorcery. Sorcery is all about talking to the dead. Witchcraft is using curious arts in order to try to use divination or fortune telling or casting spells and things like that. So, and uh, you know, our, our young are very exposed to this. There are books that people read about, about uh, young wizards and witches. And so many people yes, ask, you know, very, uh, attracting. Yeah. It's very people, attractive. Yeah. Kids. It's packaged in an entertaining way. Yes. Now, when we take a look at witchcraft, we want to know, what does the Bible say about witchcraft? Mm-hmm. And um, the first verse I think would be a good idea to turn to would be uh, the book of Leviticus chapter 19, verse 31. Leviticus nineteen thirty-one, And I think yes. that's a good verse to begin with. It's yes, wonderful. So why don't we turn there? And if, you, if you're there, uh, would you like to sure. uh, go ahead and read that verse? Thank you. Uh, this is coming from Leviticus chapter 19, verse 31. Regard not them that have familiar spirits, neither seek after wizards to be defiled by them. I am the Lord your God. Very interesting. Now it says, don't regard them that have familiar spirits. The word familiar spirits is, the word familiar 
it's very linked to the word family. Uh, in other words, those who seem to have uh, spirits, maybe the spirits of their loved ones, the yes. spirits of their of their relatives, but basically it's in their house. <laughs> right. Uh, we've all heard of things like haunted houses, you know, spirits that don't want to leave their family home, things like that. Yes, I mm. have family right mm. now that, or friends that have, they, they claim their family yeah. are with them. Yeah. And then here on Guam, at least here on Guam, we have the, the uh, local beliefs of ancient Chamorro spirits like Tautamonas. Yes. Yes. And uh, people say that, you know, I have a Tautamona friend, you might say. Well, that's a familiar spirit. That's right. exactly what we're talking about here. Neither seek after wizards. Now, the word wizard is basically a male witch. Right. You know, the witches are female, but the wizards are male. I think today they're known as warlocks. We so, call them warlocks. Yeah. We call them mediums. We call them right. channelers. We call, call them, them yes. yeah, and uh, psychics. And, uh, you know, they, they go by many names. But basically, as I said, these are the ones you try to use curious arts, you yes. know, boards that spell out messages, yes. um, palm reading, astrology, tarot astrology, tarot cards. Yes. And the Bible clearly says in that verse that we just read in Leviticus 19.31 that these will defile us. Interesting, isn't yes, it? Yes, it's very, it's very interesting to be defiled by them. Wow. Now, to me, defiled means they're able to put something in you. They're able to... Um, put something in your mind, in your heart, in your thinking, in your emotions. Yes. Th they are able to defile you. That's interesting. I noticed that even in Christian um, circles that they some people still believe in ghosts and yes, um, and spirits, like you said, and, and it's because they don't know the truth. Mm. But if you know the truth, the truth will set you free. Absolutely. But at the same time, if you tend to dwell or, or mm -hmm. hang out with these type of um, people that we're not supposed to be, they'll defile us. That's that's what and the Bible is telling it's us. Clear as, it's right there. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And so these are, uh, the Bible says, I'm sorry, God says, don't regard them. That means, you know, when, when you say somebody, say to somebody, give them my regards, that means to give them my love. <laughs> and in other words, don't love these things. Don't, uh, right. don't, don't give them any um, attention. Don't give them any affection. These are just not things that we are called to love. And so that's the, that's the message that the Bible gives to those who have familiar spirits, wizards, witches, and other things that will defile us. That's very interesting. Yes. You know, it's interesting that some people often say, especially adults now, mm -hmm. they love Halloween. And uh, I would ask, often ask them why. And they say, oh, it's the best time of the year where I can dress the way I want to and <laughs> be who I want to. And, and they like the whole idea. I had a neighbor who loved to make a whole show of the candy yeah. You know, giving out the candy, they decorated their homes and you know, it's just the wrong message that we're trying to teach young people that Well if you if you think about it, how is the how is when is the devil most successful in in um peddling his deceptions? It's going to be in a framework that is fun. Yes. <laughs> it's not gonna be it's it's not gonna be packaged in something that's boring or or uh to be seen as not dangerous. entertaining yeah, or not dangerous. Yeah, He's going to make it like harmless fun. Of course, yes. we can expect that. He's a master salesman. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, you can dress up. Yeah, there's candy and there's decorations and there's all sorts of entertainment. 
which is why we ha- we do have to look beyond the wrapper. We do have to look a little deeper as to what these things are actually introducing yes. into our minds. That's why, and, and you know something? I think that's why God says don't regard them because he knows how tempting and how attractive it can be. Yes, it can be. And so it's always packaged in an attractive manner. So God says be careful not to fall in love with these things. So I guess the question here would be, as a Christian, uh, you know, how should we regard this so-called mm. holiday? How should we treat it? And, and what are things that we can do to avoid the traps of all this um, stuff around us? I am so glad you asked because the Bible actually tells us what to do. <laughs> yes, it does. If we go to the book of Exodus, chapter 22, verse 18, um, we see a verse that it may, might strike some people as shocking. Uh, but in Exodus twenty-two eighteen, I wonder if you could read that for us, Elder. Sure. Exodus chapter 22, verse 18 says, Thou shalt not suffer a witch to live. Interesting. So back in Moses' day, when a witch or a wizard or someone who had a familiar spirit was found, he says that that kind of sin has the death penalty attached to it. And some people may say, well, isn't that strong? Well, if you if you understand what powers you're dealing with, yes. <laughs> it's uh, it was that it was life and death. Yeah, it was that powerful where yeah. they had to be do something. That's right. And it's interesting because and now that you're looking at this, you know, when you look at TV and and all the popular shows, a lot of them deal with witchery, witchcraft. That's right. Disney and even is not a, a stranger to this. If you look at Disney shows and pa- parents often think, oh, Disney safe. A lot of the big corporations, they thrive yeah. on this. It's a money-making thing. It is. And yet God says, don't suffer a witch to live. There's a death penalty attached to this. Now, it's very interesting. Now, I am not saying that we should go out and burn witches and wizards. I'm not saying that we should execute any anybody. But according to the scriptures, there is something that does need to be put to death. And for that, we go to the book of Galatians 5, 19 to 21. Very interesting how the Bible uh, uses the language. And uh, so there's about three verses. There's three verses there. Galatians 5, 19 to 21. And uh, you've been so good to read <laughs> the past verses. Maybe I'll read this yes, one. You, it says, now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these adultery fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, and then it says witchcraft. So witchcraft is counted among those that are the works of the flesh. I'll continue reading. Hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envyings, murders, drunkenness, revelings, and such like. Of the which I tell you before, as I have also told you in time past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Now, that is strong, too. That is very strong. So, um, grouped with all this works of the flesh, like adultery and fornication and strife, is the sin of witchcraft. Yes. And it's called the works of the, the flesh. flesh. But the Bible tells us what to do with the works of the flesh. In the book of Romans chapter 8 and reading verse 13 it tells us what to do with the works of the flesh would you like to read that for us romans 8 13 sure romans 8 verse 13 says for if ye live after the flesh ye shall die but if you 
But if ye through the Spirit do mortify the deeds of the body, ye shall live. Now, deeds is another word for works, and body is another word for flesh. And so it says, through the Spirit, we are to mortify. The word mortify means to kill. That's what mortify, you know, the word mortal means uh, dead, uh, able to die. So we need to mortify the deeds of the body. And so this is why um, I believe in the book of Acts, in the book of Acts, when God's pe- uh, when when people started turning towards God, they started believing in Jesus in the ch- in the city of Ephesus. Yes. When they started to know the truth, and like you said, the truth makes them free. In the book of Acts nineteen nineteen, we see what the people in Ephesus did with the things that they owned that belonged to witchcraft. Acts nineteen nineteen, and would you like to read that for us? Sure. It says here, many of them also, which used curious arts, brought their books together and burned them before all men. And they counted the price of them and found it 50,000 pieces of silver. Okay. So, again, like like uh, Paul said in the book of Galatians, mortify the deeds of the flesh, mortify the works of the flesh. So they took their books of curious arts, and what did they do with it? Burned them. They burned them, even though it was expensive. Yes. <laughs> so... I'm, I'm, in, I, I like to put it this way. We're not out there. We are not called to kill witches, but as Christians, we are killed. We are called to kill witchcraft. Yes. And so if you have something in your home, uh, something that would hearken back to wizardry, witchcraft, magic, I would, I would recommend that you follow what the Ephesians did in Acts 19, 19 and destroy these things and yes. burn them. Now, some people might say, well, it costs money. Shouldn't I sell it? Well, the Bible doesn't say sell the works of the flesh. It says to kill it. That's right. (laughs) Or maybe I can just uh, give it away to a friend. No, the Bible doesn't say give away the works of the flesh. It says to kill it. (laughs) So um, it is something that uh, that, uh, it's it's a, how can I say this? It's a call to total surrender and sacrifice. Obedience. Yeah, and, and obedience, yes. where we are to kill the witchcraft that are that is within our homes. Yeah, and, another thing I, I'd like mm, to say, Pastor, yeah, for those struggling out there listening about what we've read and, and what the Bible says, you know, you really need to pray. Uh-huh. Pray and seek the Holy Spirit to guide you and direct you. As we Amen. read from Galatians, you know, it's the Holy Spirit that will convict you. Amen. Uh, just hearing us talking, you know, you might be thinking, ah, bah humbug, you are Halloween. Um you are Halloween bashing or whatever, but you know, honestly, when you look at the truth, you know, <laughs> God tells us straight out we are to stay away from these things. Right. So I know it's tough as Christian parents, especially those with children, it's a little tough. But you know, uh, we will pray for you that God will give you the strength and wisdom on how to follow His Holy Word. That's right. And you know, you know, thank you very much for bringing up uh, children because children, a lot of children, look forward to Halloween. They do. The thing is, is when the Bible says. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil Evil with good. good. And so you can put other things in place, other things that are just as fun and just more meaningful, just as meaningful, and then teach your children why there needs to be a change. That's right. You know, often some some programs out there uh, offer alternatives to Halloween trick-or-treating. Right. Uh, Case in point, our church had um, some activities instead of going out there, you know, children, parents were... Uh, encouraged to bring their children there and 
you know, uh, come together. But now is the best time, actually, to teach your children why these things would be dangerous. And also just the fact of accepting candy from even other people. Even if they <laughs> Even if they say they wore gloves or they packaged it, you know. <laughs> uh, parents, it's, you really got to beware because you never know. Right. You never know. I'm not saying that here on Guam or Saipan and Tinian Rota that, that uh, people are giving away COVID candy. It's just that, you know, it's better... I think now Better is the them, best sorry. time to, to at least teach the kids a couple of things. Number one, about what we just read mm-hmm. in the Bible, and two, about safety. Right. Uh, and, you know. And, you know, when, when we talk about the origins and the common practices of Halloween, there are a lot of people who say, well, I don't believe in real witchcraft. I just right. like, you know, going into Halloween. Look, I, I'm not saying that if you have practiced Halloween in the past that you are a witch. I'm not saying that. But as I said before, a lot of the subtle things that the devil tries to do, he packages in in fun and entertainment right. and harmless, harmless uh, things. I mean, there's nothing harmless about me putting on and dressing up like a cowboy. There's nothing, you know, inherently wrong with that. But you have to ask yourself the direction to which you're going. Is this tending towards God or is it tending towards something else? And uh, the deeper we go, the more we look at it, the, the the less Christian we can see uh, some practices to be. And so... That, uh, you know, I, I just took a look at uh, what came to us while we were talking, Do and we there is a, a question. Nice. It says, after Jesus was crucified, did he descend or go to hell before rising? You know, that is a very good question. This is coming from Nanette. Very okay. good question, Nanette. You know, often people, when they, they, they hear that, it's in the Bible, right? It mm. says, well, when it says that, the question is, which, Did Jesus go to hell? Yeah, hell I would like him. to. Now, first of all, I think I, uh, the question is coming from Nanette. Nanette, I think you're probably meaning the place of burning where all the yes. wicked are roasting. That's right. Uh, the Bible describes hell as simply the grave. And so if you're, if the word hell here represents grave, then yes, Jesus did go to the grave. But if you're talking about an eternally burning hell where there's spirits and souls all roasting under the devil's pitchfork, I have to say no, Jesus did not do that. As a matter of fact, Jesus, he says that, I'm I'm sorry, um, the Bible describes death as a sleep. Uh, Jesus said about Lazarus in John chapter 11, Lazarus sleepeth. That's right. All throughout the Old Testament, it says about each of the kings, and he slept with his fathers, and he slept with his fathers. In the book of uh, um, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, it also talks about death as a sleep. Yes. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, it says, we shall not all sleep. And so death is described as a sleep, so we believe Jesus was also sleeping in the grave until his resurrection day. Yeah, I think she was referring to the Revelation 2014 hell, the okay. lake of fire. Yeah, and, that uh, burning hell? No, yeah. Jesus did not go there. But I do know where the question is coming from. In was the book it? of First Peter 3.19, yes. there are many people who um, would translate this into saying that Jesus went to hell right. um, before he rose. And this is what it says. It says in um, verse 19, if you could please read that verse. Uh, chapter, 1 Peter chapter 3, mm-hmm. verse 19. Verse 19. 
by which also he went and preached unto the spirits in prison. Okay, cool? yeah, that's it. And okay. so there are people there says he, Jesus went and preached unto the spirits in prison. So it, there are many people who will jump on that verse and say, oh, that means he went to hell or, or purgatory or somewhere. He went to where spirits are in prison and he preached to them while he was in while he was dead for those three days before he rose. And I would like to say that actually that is not what the verse is saying. Let's take a look at the context. So let's look at the verse just before that in verse, verse 18. 18. Okay, so let's read verse 18. Verse 18, for Christ also hath once suffered for sins and just for the unjust, that he might bring us to God, being put to death in the flesh, but quickened by the Spirit. Okay, now it says he was quickened by the Spirit. And then verse 19, by which also he went and preached to the sermons in prison. So it's not saying that Jesus preached to the spirits in prison. It says that the spirit, that Jesus preached through the spirit to the people in prison. Now, the verse, that was the verse before verse 19. The verse after uh, verse 19, verse 20, tells us when this happened. Did it happen when Jesus died? It says in verse 20, um, if you could read that too. Which sometime were disobedient when... Once the long suffering of God waited in the days of Noah while the ark was up preparing, wherein few, that is, eight souls were saved by water. Now we take a look at that and it says, those spirits in prison, which were sometimes disobedient, were, okay, so where were these disobedient spirits? It says very plainly in the days of Noah when the ark was preparing. So let's go there. Let's go to the book of uh, Genesis chapter 6. Mm. Because in Genesis chapter 6, we see what uh, uh, the Bible is actually, what Peter is talking about, what the Bible is talking about. Now, if you look at uh, verse six and uh, chapter six, and we look at verse five, and we see the about those disobedient spirits, okay? So, yes, verse five says, yeah. and God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. Would you call that disobedient? Yes. That's very disobedient. Okay. Now, what what about God's spirit? Did God's spirit um, preach to them? Yes. It, it the the spirit preached through Noah. Yes. And so we see that. Um, um, where is the verse that I'm looking for? Well, he he called Noah, and he says, it says, And Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. But if you look at verse 3, take a look at verse 3. And the Lord said, My spirit shall not always strive with man, for that he is also flesh. Yet his day shall be a hundred and twenty years. Yes. So God said that his spirit was striving with man. In other words, he was um, struggling and trying to win people to salvation for 120 years the holy spirit did that that's right and so first peter is plainly is clearly telling us that the the people back in jesus day they were disobedient they're in the prison of disobedience and jesus was preaching through them through the spirit for 120 years through noah while he was building the ark this has nothing to do with jesus after he died he goes to hell and starts preaching down there um, this he, the, the the verses are clearly saying that it's happening back in the days of Noah. And by the way, it's still happening today. The Holy Spirit is still speaking to people right. today. How about the word Sheol? 
Isn't it the word Sheol that is used? Mm. The word grave? Yes. And Oh, wait. In which verse are you referring to? For the to? one where Jesus went into the grave. Into hell. Well, it doesn't say hell. It says prison. prison. <laughs> he prison. preached to the spirit. It doesn't no, say no. that Jesus went Going to back prison. back to the original verse that she had... Well, because we hear the music, we're going to have to ah. take a break. We're going to take a break. That means this we're one not. This getting exciting. It's going to still be exciting when we come back. Amen. And so please Amen. don't go away. Stay tuned. We'll be right back after this. Here's Rob West with a Money Wise Minute. Now, don't switch me off, but I wouldn't be a good friend if I didn't remind you now that Christmas and Thanksgiving are coming and you still have time to think about the additional expenses involved and time to do something about it. So sit down with your spouse if you're married and review how much you spent last year and how much money you meant to spend and begin to save now. This is not a time for finger pointing. It's a time for prayer first and to find some common ground for this year. Remember, you are companions, not combatants. What keeps some people from really enjoying the worship, fellowship, and joy of the holidays is not only not finding a parking spot at the mall, but also the overspending and getting into debt that often happens. Hey, need some help getting started with this? Well, connect with a MoneyWise coach at our website, which is moneywise.org, moneywise.org. Welcome back to the second half of Straight from the Bible. You can call us right now with your questions at 472-1111 or in the CNMI at 323-1113. You can email your questions anytime to Bible at joyfmradio.net. Submit your questions online to joyfmradio.net or message us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash joyfmradio. Join us now for Straight from the Bible. And we have returned from our program, and we're so glad that you have still um, decided to stay with us. And so I want you, we want you to call in your question. Yes. So here are the phone numbers for that. If you're here on Guam, then it's 472-1111, 472-1111. If you're calling from Saipan, Tinian, or Rota, then please dial 323-1113 from those beautiful islands. Yeah, it just occurred to me that I've been to all three of those. So Amen. <laughs> my latest one Beautiful was Rhoda. Rhoda's very nice. Islands. Beautiful. So 323-1113. If you would like to email us, B-I-B-L-E at joyfmradio.net. Bible at joyfmradio.net. Why don't you come to our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash joyfmradio. Go to the live stream, look at us, wave at you, and leave your question in the comment section. So yes. thank you very much. Now, uh, let's go back to what we were talking about, about Jesus yes. um, descending into hell yes, um, three days. Uh, after his death and then resurrected yes. after. Now, the word hell there could mean uh, the word hell in the Bible is usually translated one, uh, into one or two words, Sheol. Or yeah. Hades. There's another one called Tartarus, and it's only used once, and it's a, just a basically a place of the dead. That's all it means. But um, 
the word Sheol and Hades are the ones that are used most uh, generally in the Old Testament. It's Sheol. Mm-hmm. In the Greek New Testament, it's uh, Hades. And they both mean the grave. That's okay. really it's all it means. Yes. Mm-hmm. So in that respect, we can say that Jesus went to the grave and that's it. It's not a burning place. Yeah. It's not a place where all the all the spirits uh, are alive and tortured. It just simply means they are sleeping in the grave. Yes, that's another topic for another time. Okay, now um, it looks like we do have another question that has come to oh, us, nice. and that question is, if I can find it, and it's uh, it's based on. Matthew chapter 16, verse 28. Mm. Okay, and uh, I think we can read this. And if you get there before I do, because it seems like you're faster than I am with your gadget. Okay, verse 28 says, Verily I say unto, thee, unto you, there are some standing here which shall not taste of death till they see the Son of Man coming in his kingdom. Hmm. Now, doesn't that sound, you know, Jesus is talking to the crowd there before him, and it seems as if he is saying that there are some people who are standing right there Mm -hmm. listening to him. They're not going to die until they see the kingdom of heaven. Can you imagine everybody going, whoa, whoa, who's going to do, who will that be? (laughs) That blessed person be. We're going to see it. We're going to see it. We're going to see it happen. I'm sure that it kind of a thrill went throughout all the all the listeners saying, "Oh, I hope it's me." I <laughs> to see the yeah. king. I mean, wouldn't you? If if Jesus were here at Joy FM and he says somebody here is not going to die until they see the kingdom. Oh boy, I hope it's me. I'm sure, they're all looking around like. <laughs> and so, and by the way, because the kingdom of God hasn't come yet, uh, Jesus still hasn't come. He hasn't set up his kingdom yet. No, he, he has not. you know, the kingdoms of this world are still here. And all there, those guys are gone. They're and all these people are all dead. That's, That's right. right. There are some, there are some, and a lot of them are atheists who say that the Bible is unreliable. They say that here, Jesus was wrong. You know, he made a mistake. He thought that the kingdom would happen during his lifetime and we're still here. And so obviously he's wrong. Why are you following him? Ad nauseum. (laughs) But I'm sorry. No, but um, those are the scoffers. Those are the scoffers. And I like to scoff back sometimes. That's what they say. (laughs) So was Jesus wrong? Uh, Well, one thing that I always like to advise is that when you're reading something and you're not sure what Jesus meant or you're not sure if uh, you're reading it correctly, I advise keep reading because sometimes the the just like the the whole thing about preaching to the spirits in prison, if you look at the verse before it, you look at the verse afterward after it, it makes better sense if you do that. Look at the context. I once had a a pastor who said, if you want to know what the Bible says, let the Bible interpret itself. Let the Bible interpret itself. Don't stop at one text and say, okay, Jesus said, go there there for and and, uh, multiply. And that's that's it, right? (laughs) You you can stop there and uh, take that as your own. But you got to look at the context of of a text. Right. That's what Jesus said. But people would say or take text out of context. Right. Use it for their own. (laughs) Well, if you take the verse out of context, you can do that with any piece of literature and come out with the wrong understanding. And so if we want to know what Jesus meant, then I suggest we keep reading. And so right after that is Matthew 17, the very next next verse. verse. Chapter. Yeah, the very next verse is the very next chapter. Right. So why don't we read verses 1, 2, and 3 of Matthew 17? 
Okay. Um, what would you like? Uh, I can do it. Okay. And it says, and after six days, Jesus taketh Peter, James, and John, his brother, and bringeth them up into a, an high mountain apart and was transfigured before them. And his face did shine as the sun and his raiment was white as the light. And behold, there appeared unto them Moses and Elias, or Elijah, talking with him. This is known as the Mount of Transfiguration okay. event. Now, what do we see here? We see Jesus Christ. It says that his clothes became as white as the light. Glory, right? That's right. His face became like the sun. Yeah, you don't look into the sun. That's, no, that's, you do not. <laughs> it's too bright. You want to burn your eyes out. <laughs> that's right. And so he was transfigured. And so we see Jesus here glorified. The The three disciples, Peter, James, and John, are being afforded a, 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 glimpse. a glimpse, a taste of Jesus when he does come in yes, glory in amen. his kingdom, right? Yes, yes. But why are Moses and Elijah there? Well, when Jesus does come, he is going to resurrect those who have died. And we find that in 1 Thessalonians 4, 16 and 17. That's right. right. And Moses died and he was resurrected. He was resurrected. When Jesus comes, there's going to be that group of people that are dead, but the dead in Christ shall rise first. And so Amen. there's going to be a resurrection Amen. when Jesus comes. And it says that uh, Elijah was there. Now, Elijah yes. wasn't like Moses. He did not he, die. He didn't die. No, he didn't. What happened? The Lord had taken him up. That's right. To heaven. He was translated. That's right. He never died. And so he went to heaven without seeing death. And there will be that special group of people Those that will alive, see. remain. That's right. In her life. That's yes. right. And First Thessalonians 4, 16 and 17 talk about that also. Then yes. we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them to meet the Lord in the air. That's right. It's going to be a glorious day. It is. And so Moses and Elijah are representing the two groups of people who will be there. Well, the two groups of righteous people who will, who will be affected by Jesus Christ's second coming. That's so right. we see here that Jesus is giving Peter, James, and John a glimpse into the kingdom of heaven. You know, they were so excited that Peter wanted to even erect a monument right there. And <laughs> he then. wanted to. What does it say there? Three tabernacles. Yeah, three tabernacles. Uh, three places of worship for Moses, Elijah, and Jesus. Yes. And so we see that Jesus was not talking about the general second, uh, the general uh, coming of his kingdom, but a very, he, he said, there are some who are standing here who will not, who will not die until they see it. See. So he's right. basically saying he was going to show it to some of them. Yes. It wasn't saying that they were, it was actually going to happen. He says, I'm going to show it to you. And that's the explanation of that verse. They were the blessed ones to see this event. Isn't that wonderful? Event. You know, it's interesting, though, because if you look at the Bible, too, and this is just an off uh, shoot there uh, from the text. No man can see God and live. Right. And yet they were able to vit, uh, witness his glory. Amazing. And uh, God protected those three. And they were the blessed ones. It's going to be exciting, Pastor It Lewis. is. It's going to be, be very exciting. exciting. So when Jesus said, there are some here who will not see death, we know exactly who he was talking about. He was yes. talking about Peter, Peter James, James, and John. John. That's right. And so I would like to respectfully disagree with my brothers who think that Jesus was wrong, my brothers and sisters who think that Jesus made a mistake and he didn't know what he was talking about. He knew exactly what That's he was talking right. about, and he was not wrong. Okay. There's another question that came through email, and it is an explanation of John chapter 3, verses 5 and 6. John 3. Hmm. 
Okay. John chapter 3, verse 5 and 6. Yeah. All right, I have it. Okay. Jesus, verse 5, Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Ah, Interesting. Okay. So there, Carol is asking for an explanation of this verse. Uh what do you, th- uh, Elder Elder Francis, uh, verse five? Yes, born of the water, yes. born of the spirit. What is that? So, except a man be born of water and of spirit, jo- um, Nicodemus even asked Jesus this same question about mm. being born again. Yeah, and the thing that we see here is that when you're born of water, it's, it's a representation of the ba- baptism. Mm. Yes, which Jesus had shown in the Jordan. Baptism is a symbol of birth. Yes. Yes. And of course, of the spirit is receiving the Holy Spirit. Hmm. And so even when you look at uh, Philip, was it Philip when he met the Ethiopian? Mm-hmm. That's right. And he said, I've been baptized. What else do, do oh, I no. need? No, he says, here's water. Why here's should water. I, why can I be why baptized? Why can I be baptized? Water. Yeah. Yes. And so of course he said, yes, you need to be baptized. And mm-hmm. so just like anyone who receives the Lord, if you can be baptized, right. there should be nothing that should hinder you from being baptized. Absolutely, yes. You know so that, that is an important yeah. concept. And then I've had arguments. I've heard people argue, well, what if a person was not baptized mm-hmm. but received Jesus and then dies <laughs> shortly after <laughs> he can be baptized? Like say on the on his way home, like say he heard about this and he's excited and wants to prepare for baptism, but he or she passes before right before baptism i like i like the the qualifier that you had in your question uh before he could be baptized yes. and that that's that's the uh that's the, it says here if they are not hmm. they he or she cannot enter into the kingdom of god i think that's where Car- carol maybe maybe is, that's where the is question is yes. that maybe she knew somebody i'm not too sure what the context of the question is but no if they're asking is this something that that hinders a person right now from being baptized if they're on the fence. Mm-hmm. Well, safety, I think, yeah. you know, when you, when you look at baptism, people often say, you know, I'm not ready okay. for baptism. Well, then the Lord will, will get you ready, but mm-hmm. you have to accept him as your personal savior, right? I would say that. Yes. And then start the process. Um, but Jesus says it very, very, Simply here, except a man be born of water and of spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. So baptism is important. Vital. Yes. And that this is this is something in Ma- in Mark chapter 16, verse 16. It says, he who believes and is baptized shall be saved. That's right. And he who believes not will be damned. Uh, the thief on the cross. Was not baptized. Could not be baptized. See, so there's where. It's the could not. That yes, That's really not. the qualifier. Because right. I guarantee you, if they took those nails off and said, go home, he's not going to go home. He's going to go and find the, 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 the first Christian and say, please, <laughs> please, I want to be baptized. Jesus just promised me eternal life. Yes. I want to be baptized. So it's all, I mean, you know, there are a lot of people who even today, circumstances um, prohibit them. Circumstances uh, restrain them from being baptized. Maybe the person accepts Jesus on the hospital bed and he's hooked up to all these wires. That's right. And so, of course, he can't be baptized. So and I, Go yeah, ahead. I had an interesting conversation with a young man mm-hmm. many years ago. And we were talking about this very same text. Mm-hmm. And when he, we had talked about the thief and the cross. Right. 
he was so adamant that Jesus said, well, if he's not baptized, he cannot enter the kingdom of heaven. But yet, what did Jesus tell that thief on the cross to him? You shall be with me in paradise. <laughs> yes, verily I say unto you, you will be with me. He was not baptized. So the question was, and then I had told this young man, I said, why did Jesus get baptized in the River Jordan? Was he a sinner? Hmm. Did he have to be baptized because he needed to accept the Father? Right. And I proposed to him that maybe there was a reason why he was baptized, not only as our example, but also for those who could not be baptized. Hmm. I would agree with that because it says in Matthew chapter 3, one of the reasons why Jesus was to be baptized. And you're right. It wasn't to wash away any, any sins he had. He had no sin. And so it says in verse 15, well, first of all, John the Baptist says, no, this is backwards. You're supposed to baptize me. That's right. That's right. <laughs> and Jesus said, suffer it to be so now. In other words, allow it to happen. That's right. For thus it becomes us to fulfill all righteousness. And then he suffered him. That word right there, to that phrase right there, to fulfill all righteousness. In other words, baptism is a righteous act. That's right. Every person should should strive to to accomplish this righteous act. But for those who can't, who, the, who weren't able to, That's right. there's good news. Jesus did it for you. That's right. And then here's another scenario I proposed to that same young man. I said, listen, Jesus said that there are many sheep in my in <clears throat> other flocks that are mine. I said, well, think about this. What about people throughout the world who did not know Jesus prior to him being born? Who, were they were they baptized and will they be in heaven? And these are things that made him upset. <laughs> wow. This young man could not accept the fact that Jesus was baptized for other people. Hmm. And the fact that this uh, text of John, uh, John chapter three, verse five, he was hmm. so angry saying, no, no, no. Unless a person is baptized, they will not go to heaven. That's, you know, he was so adamant about that. Well, and I agreed with him and I said, yes, that's true. But what about those who could not like the thief on the cross? And, you know, right. I brought it back to him and, you know, I didn't want to argue with the young man. <laughs> of course not. But I had told him, you know, pray about it. Think about mm. it. Ask the Lord to guide you. You know, we're not here to debate. We're here to share. Share God's of course. word. Of course. And so that's what we're doing. Yeah. Well, you know, let's talk about those who could not be baptized or didn't know about the truth of baptism. Um, there was, uh, there was that, uh, the thief on the cross. That's right. There are many people even today who, uh, have never heard of Jesus Christ have never or, or maybe, or maybe they have heard about Jesus Christ, but they never knew about baptism. That's right. Um, you know, I, what I really love is that God, it says he winks at our ignorance That's right. and he knows that we are dust and that, you know, there are just some things that are just beyond our ability. Like when we are on our deathbed or perhaps a person's in prison and there is no great big place of water right. to be baptized or they're not allowed to because yeah. of their certain conditions or maybe something like that yeah, yeah. uh perhaps uh you know the prison ward won't allow it and you know he goes to the chair without it well the whole point is that um baptism is not something that's salvation by works baptism is simply um 
the, what saves you is faith in Jesus. Yes. The baptism, the being un, under the water doesn't save you. That's right. It's that relationship you have with God where he said, go and be baptized. That's right. And the thing is, the Bible says faith without works is He's dead. dead. And right. so if you have true faith in Jesus, you're going to want to be baptized. That's right. You, you'll desire it. You'll, you'll be like, how, how, let me do it. Just like the Ethiopian eunuch. Yes, he wanted to. Here's water. Yeah. What, what What's hindering me from being baptized? How, come on, tell me, yeah. Philip. What's stopping me? And good. Philip's like, no, 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 no. You, you can if you want. Yeah. <laughs> and good. so that's the attitude of a person who has true faith in Christ. Now, that is what saves you. Baptism, baptism is the works that show yeah. that your faith is genuine, that, you know, yeah. without, without, uh, without works, faith is dead. So yeah. baptism is your public declaration that you have faith in Jesus. And that you're dying. Dying in Jesus. Dying in Jesus. Resurrected. Resurrected. That's right. You know, I've often heard, too, that people can be baptized. They go down the devil. They still come up the devil. <laughs> right. <laughs> and that is because yeah. it's baptism without yeah. faith. They weren't baptized with the right intentions. You know, Pastor, I know we're running out of time, but I wanted to look at verse 6. Sure, also, go ahead. That, that which is born of flesh is flesh, and that which is born of spirit is spirit. And, you know, when, when you look at this, people say, what does that, that mean? Well... Huh. You need to, and, and there's not enough time, but when we look at the Bible, it says here, the Holy Spirit must dwell with us. Amen. If we don't have the Holy Spirit, and that's another point that this young man also said, well, if you can't be baptized, then you can't have the Holy Spirit. Well, there are some people that, like you said, we're not able to, but their their heart is right with the Lord, and the Lord is going to, his spirit is with them. Mm-hmm. Just like those that uh, you had, we had read with Noah, the Holy Spirit was trying to minister to Absolutely. many people, but a lot of them refused. Only eight people accepted the Holy Spirit, and only eight people were saved. Amen. And so you and I, as as people, when we look at this text, if we, if our flesh takes over, then of course we're, we're not going to make it. But when we give it up to the Lord, let his Holy Spirit guide us and direct us, then we will be born of the Spirit. Right. I, I really like what... Um, there was this one person who says, I don't need to be baptized because the thief on the cross wasn't baptized. Well, I've then, heard that too. Well, then we'll get a couple of nails, we'll get, <laughs> get cross. And if you're going to use him as an example, let's use him as an example. No, if you have the spirit calling you and you want cleansing, then like Ananias said to Paul, why tarriest thou? What are you waiting for? That's right. And you know, I, I think I'd just like to make that invitation to the people who are listening, watching. If you want to have all your sins washed away and you would like to, as Jesus says here, be born of the water and of the spirit, then yes, talk to talk to a person, a Bible believing pastor yes. who knows about the truth of baptism and everything else that God has commanded in the scriptures and ask him about baptism. But Pastor if, Lewis. As a matter of fact, I'd like to add and say, yeah. go ahead and call Joy FM and say, right. what do I need to know about baptism? That's right. And uh, call call Joy FM. Right. They'll put you in touch with the right person. That's right. But Pastor Lewis, I was mm-hmm. baptized as a baby. Oh, good question. Yeah. You know, I like what Peter said in Acts chapter 2. He says, repent and be baptized, yeah. every one of you. Amen. Now... I, I can do a lot of things as a baby. I can cry. I can I can eat. I can breathe. But one thing I couldn't do as a baby was repent. That's right. And so the Apostle Peter says, repent and be baptized. That means something has to happen before you, you go into the water. You need to repent. And a baby can't do that. They cannot. 
And also the thing is, the, the Lord was our example. Jesus was baptized as mm-hmm. an adult. Right. He wasn't baptized as a baby. And, and for those of you out there listening, you know, we, we highly encourage you. Consider this. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a very, you know, I believe in divine intervention. I do I mean, believe, I believe that it. things happen for a reason. I believe that question was out there. And those who are listening, who may be on the fence about baptism, right. you know, seek the Lord and pray about it. And the Lord will guide you. I, I, you remember the day you were baptized. I do, do I do. I remember when I studied about it, and I, I really wanted to be baptized. I couldn't wait. Me too. I couldn't wait. When I first heard about this, yeah. I was like, <laughs> where's the water? <laughs> November 16, for me, for me, it was November 16, 1996, about 24 years ago. And I haven't regretted that decision since, because since then, I have been uh, you know, walking step by step with Jesus. Sometimes he had to carry me. Because I didn't know how, how to right. walk. And uh, you were baptized just the year after. Yes, November 27, 1997. Praise the Lord. Yes, praise the Lord. Praise God for that. We're looking forward to many more as more yes. and more people uh, give their lives to Christ. Look, we, it looks like we have about four minutes left. Yes. And perhaps this is the note that we should end on. And that is, you know, Jesus says um, in Matthew chapter 28, verse 19 and 20, Go ye into all the world, make disciples of all nations. That's right. Baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And I shall be with you always, lo, even unto the end of the the world, end of the age. So Jesus says that um, to be baptized in the name of the Father and of the Son of the Holy Spirit, that makes you his disciple. Would you like to be his disciple today? Then I recommend baptism. Why don't you go ahead and call Joy FM? And if baptism is something you want to learn more about, they'll put you in, right, in touch with the right person, with the right minister, and and we'll be so glad to help you in that decision and that journey. It'll be the best decision you ever made. Life. That's right. <laughs> That's right. All right. Well, I think we can have uh, perhaps a closing prayer. Um, Elder Francis, would you be so kind? Sure. Let's, thank let's you. pray. Father in heaven, Lord, thank you for the listeners who tuned in today. Uh, on Joy FM here on Guam, Saipantinia and Rhoda, as well as those viewing on Facebook, Lord. Father, you know that the world right now is, is, is chaotic, but Lord, you are in control. I pray, Lord, for all the listeners that heard the various topics and subjects we talked about, that they, the Holy Spirit would guide them and direct them, Lord, their lives, and that they can reconnect with you, those who have fallen away and those who are still with you, Lord. May the bonds be ever great, greater and strengthened through your Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Be with us now, Lord, as we go. Thank you again for Pastor Lewis and the ministry of Straight from the Bible and Joy FM. May you bless those that are listening and viewing. Be with us now, we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, we would like to thank each and every one of you for being here with us today. Elder Francis, thank you very much for being with me. It's my pleasure. (laughs) And to those of you who are listening, we would like to simply say next week is another time of Straight from the Bible. Uh, Join us Monday at 5 to 6. Thank you very much. May God bless you. This is Pastor Louis Moffness. And Francis Bellaris. Saying good night to God bless. Thank you for joining us for another edition of Straight from the Bible. If you missed out on your question and would like to have it aired next time, you can also email us anytime to bible at joyfmradio.net. Submit them online at joyfmradio.net or message us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash joyfmradio. 
Join us again next time for another edition of Straight from the Bible. Until then, may God bless you as you study His Holy Word, the Bible.